0: Hello, fellow patriots. Greetings, welcome, salutations, and hot, sticky July alohas to you as we get underway with the fourth and final hour here on the Bobby Mack Show, the one we call the bonus hour. Great to have you along, and as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. uh, To be a part of the conversation this evening, just grab the phone, use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, 800-347-1063. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number is 71307 and my email address, Bob, at 1063WORD.com. Uh, before we get uh, rolling here in the bonus hour, uh, I mentioned uh, when we were doing ATF today and uh, Cincinnati suggesting that uh, people who come to the estate fair uh, remain the length of a cow apart uh, kind of reminded me of uh, my standing joke when I go into a CVS these days. Uh, I remind them that everyone in there must remain the length of a CVS receipt apart uh, from other customers in the store. Anyway, uh, we had a, a cow sound effect that we stuck in there. And it reminded me uh, that I have somewhere back in the files, Lulabelle, uh, Lulabelle the Laughing cl- the laughing cow. Uh, was used uh, for uh, a long time uh, by my friend, the late-departed uh, legendary morning DJ, Dr. Donald D. Rose, who was on KFRC in San Francisco, and before that, on WFIL in Philadelphia. And uh, Dr. Don had all kinds of sound effects and drops, that these drops or drop-ins. And uh, one of the ones that he had was uh, was actually made for him uh, by the fellow who was his engineer, his board op uh, in Philadelphia. And he, he just did it as a gag, and Dr. Don liked it so much that he kept it and and used it uh, with some frequency. So uh, without further ado, unfortunately, I can't pull the file out and send it to Moneypenny. Uh, there's something mi- mixed up in Dropbox, and I can't get it out. But in any event, I do have it here, and I can play it in the computer. And I'll just put the microphone up against the computer so you can hear. It. And uh, here is uh, with the uh, uh, great memories of uh, Dr. Donald D. E. Rose, Lula Bell, the Laughing Cow. Go ahead, Lula.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, could you hear that okay, Money Penny? Let me turn the volume up. We'll do it one more time. I love Lulabelle. Here we go. We'll crank the volume all the way up. And uh, yep, there we go. All right, here we go.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, but I, I, I can't help uh, but laugh every time I hear that. Uh, reminds me of uh, the great Dr. Donald D. Rose, the laughing cow. Let me uh, turn the speaker volume back. Could you hear that one better that time, Money Penny? Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's Lulabelle. I'll see if we can pull it out, and we'll, I'll send it along to you uh, so we can uh, hear it uh, the right way. Uh, here we go. Uh, bonus hour underway in the Bobby Mac Show. In time for us to turn to the sports pages. I mentioned this in passing earlier in uh, the program. Uh, the NFL feeling suicidal, apparently will allow social justice messages in the end zone, allow players to wear decals of police brutality victims, among other things. The NFL reportedly unveiled uh, yesterday its social justice plans for week one of the upcoming season, which includes optional decals players can place on their helmet and messages that could be placed in each end zone. Players who decide to wear the decal will be given a list of names, or they can choose a, quote, victim of systemic racism who is not on that list. NFL executive Anna Isaacson told teams, according to NFL Network As we continue to amplify and elevate the NFL's ongoing and long-term commitment to social justice, we will be incorporating several prominent elements on the field into all broadcasts and across league and club platforms to begin the NFL season and beyond. Oh, great. It's going to go on all season? In developing these concepts, we have worked directly with players and received input from the NFLPA. In a few of the the examples, the messages "It takes all of us" and "End Racism" would be painted on the end line. Names like Brianna Taylor or Ahmed Arbery would be on the back of a player's helmet. According to the NFL Network, the league will also go ahead with playing the so-called Black National Anthem, "Lift Every Voice and Sing," ahead of Week One games. The league will reportedly recognize the fearlessness of health care workers, those on the front lines of social justice reform, and if an NFL player's journeys to the first game of the season. Commissioner Roger Goodell in June vowed that the league would be better in recognizing social justice issues in the U.S. Right. You think you'll be able to shoot a cannon full of grapeshot? through the stadium and not hit anybody. Are these guys aware of what happened to A&E Network when they pulled off Live PD and their ratings went in half? In half. Also concerned, Disney's ESPN has almost $1 billion in ads writing on whether or not college football is going to happen this year. The only question now is whether or not the season is going to take place. ESPN owns two conference networks and has deals to televise every major bowl game. The network also owns many postseason games and commercial rights like sponsorships and naming rights. ESPN networks televised 282 games and sold $792.5 million worth of ads, more than double the $314.8 million that the network's NFL package generated, and that doesn't even count the network's digital service, ESPN+. In other words, college football is the network's major business, and the disruption of the season, which looks more and more to be a foregone conclusion, could create a very real top-line problem for the network the Big Ten and Pac-12 have already canceled some early season games, and the NCAA's Board of Governors will continue meeting to determine the fate of the rest of the season. Yeah, it's uh, it's a whole new world, and it's all because of the Kung Flu. Quarter after six here on the Bobby Mack Show. Take a, a quick break here, and then be right back with more as we cruise on here in the bonus hour on a hot and steamy Tuesday. Howdy. Hoping you're having a good Tuesday evening. We're in the bonus hour here on the Bobby Mack Show at uh, 620. And uh, time for us to uh, go to the phones. Let's uh, head to Greer and bring in Stuart this evening. Hi, Stu, and uh, welcome hey. to the program. How you doing? Hey, Bobby.
1: Uh, a story for you. It's, it's a true story. I just found out about it yesterday and hadn't had a chance to digest it well. Yeah. I have a good friend uh, in a local county whose daughter was very ill. She started out with a fever of about 102, took her to the doctor, and they tested her for COVID. She was negative, and they sent her home to deal with it as you normally would a fever. Right. Two days later, she's running a fever of 103. They're scared Ooh. to death. They take her back. They test her again for COVID and send her home. No other no other remedy, no other testing. Yesterday, they took her back in to 104. She could barely get out of bed. They were going to test her again for COVID, but she raised mortal cane and told her that was not acceptable. They had to test her for other infections or whatever. Well, they tested her again and found out she had an infection other than COVID. Right. They were, what they were really trying to do was invent a, a COVID there, and I'm sure that happened more times than one, but I thought that was very discouraging to hear that and probably happens more times than you can imagine. They're trying to invent this disease rather than treat it.
0: Yeah, and, and and the the danger of this kind of tunnel visioned approach uh, is obvious. I mean, uh, if oh, if they're only looking, yeah, I you mean it, it's it. in the cat, It's in the same category of if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail.
1: That's right. Well, this kid turned out 102, one o two, one o four. Once he went back, and they still were going. If her mama hadn't insisted and put her foot down and raised Mortal cane, they would right. have tested her for COVID and sent her back. I guarantee you that would have happened. But she insisted Man. that she has to somebody else. Uh, she could have died. That that, yeah. very, that could have killed her.
0: Well and and, and between that and uh, the numerous instances that I've received in text messages and emails uh, over the past few weeks of people who've gone to be tested The line is too long. They sign up to be tested, give them all their patient information, but then they decide they they can't afford to wait that long, and so they leave. And then guess what? The next day or the next three days or five days, they're notified that they tested positive when they never were tested at all. That's exactly
1: right. What we're doing here is inventing a situation to to fit the narrative, and that's dangerous.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, in in this instance, uh, may have even been uh, life-threatening. Thanks, Stuart. I appreciate uh, you sharing that information. 23 after 6 here on the uh, Bobby Mac Show. Uh, This this business with these seeds from China, uh, I have yet to be in receipt of any of these things, but I know uh, people have sent me pictures of them in their mailbox and uh, have uh, talked to me about, Uh, These mysterious packets of seeds uh, showing up in the mail from China. Zero Hedge writing about it today. Just when you thought tensions between the U.S. and China couldn't get any stranger in the midst of the ongoing global pandemic, Americans across the country are starting to report receiving unsolicited packages of different types of seeds that they didn't order and don't know anything about at their door. The return address on the packages is always from China. The Washington State Department of Agriculture wrote about the phenomenon on their Facebook page on July 24th and said that these seeds are, are being shipped in packaging that identifies the contents as jewelry. Similar advisories have been issued in Virginia, Utah, Kansas, Arizona, and Louisiana. Unsolicited seeds should, uh, could be invasive Uh, introduce diseases to local plants, or be harmful to livestock, the uh, message from the Ag Department says. Facebook users have been adding photos in the comments section of the post, sharing photographs of the seeds they've received from China. It's not a joke. I got some the other day. One uh, user commented, stating that the package identified the contents as a rose flower stud earring. Uh, Looks like it's all across the country, said an Indiana resident who also received seeds in the mail, unsolicited. At least 40 residents in Utah were said to have been mailed the unsolicited packages. Uh, The Kansas Department of Agriculture and the Arizona uh, Department of Ag also addressed the phenomenon, as did Louisiana's Department of Agriculture and Forestry, who said right now, We are uncertain what types of seeds are in the package. Out of caution, we are urging anyone who receives a package that was not ordered by the recipient to please call the Louisiana Department of Agriculture immediately. We need to identify these seeds to ensure they do not pose a risk to Louisiana's agricultural industry or the environment. Uh, Meantime, there was this story. The mysterious unsolicited packages of seeds being sent from China to homes across America prompting ag departments in now 31 states to issue warnings against planting them may be tied to a fake product review scam, police and officials are saying. The packages, based on photographs and statements from officials, appear to be in shipped from China State-Owned Postal Company. Well, everything's state-owned in China and contain Chinese lettering on the exterior, advertising products ranging from jewelry to toys. But what's actually inside are random plant seeds. States from coast to coast have been urging residents to report the unexpected deliveries to their ag department over concerns the seeds could be invasive or harmful. Uh, One of the packages sent to Ohio Uh, containing the seeds is shown in here. They look, I don't know, kind of like coffee beans. We've done some researching, and it does appear that these seeds are tied with an online scam called brushing. The White House Police Department in Ohio, one of the states where the packages reportedly have been sent, posted on Facebook, a brushing scam is an exploit by a vendor used to bolster product ratings and increase visibility online by shipping an inexpensive product to an unwitting receiver and then submitting positive reviews uh, in the the name of the recipient uh, under the guise of a verified owner. Although not directly dangerous, we would still prefer that people... Contact us to properly dispose of these seeds. North Carolina's Department of Agriculture also said the deliveries are likely the product of an international Internet scam. This is not the first time this type of scam has surfaced. Uh, Two years ago, a Massachusetts couple who kept receiving mystery packages from Amazon containing items ranging from USB-powered humidifiers to rechargeable dog collars feared they were being targeted, so uh, who knows? That excuse sounds a bit lame to me, Uh, but uh, we'll see. My advice, you get something like that in the mail, uh, put on some gloves before you even pull it out of the mailbox, stick it in a Ziploc bag, and uh, call the Ag Department and uh, see if... State Agriculture Department, see if they want to take a look at it and try and figure out what the heck is going on here. Well, of course, uh, COVID-19 has had all kinds of ramifications uh, from uh, the quarantining to forcing people to cancel their vacation plans. Uh, you, you staying at home this summer? Well, according to the Bobby Mac Semi-Professional Players Maybe you can have a great vacation after all with backyard vacations. Did coronavirus ruin your vacation plans this year?
1: Yep, we wanted to relax in Cabo San Lucas but now we can't go. Well, turn that frown upside down. Introducing Backyard Vacations. Backyard Vacations? We bring the vacation to your backyard. That sounds great. Tropical drinks. Nice! Sun poisoning. Wait, what? A $42 turkey club sandwich. That doesn't sound right. You'll be picked up by a taxi driver screaming in a language you don't understand, driving you through a dangerous neighborhood. Why would we leave the house we've even adapted your tap water careful your stomach's not used to it stay away from the faucet barbara backyard vacations let yours begin today
0: <sighs> Six thirty here on the bobby mack show little annie ready with the news i'm right back with the last half of the bonus hour here on tuesday on word Welcome back. 6.37 now, last half of the bonus hour here on this hot, steamy Tuesday. In my email this afternoon, the damned lie, socialist intimidation. Superhero governor, I will save you. And media wail the damned lie. We are all in this together. Therefore, governors, their cabinets and office staff, should lose their salaries for the amount of days they shut down businesses and jobs in their states, destroying the livelihood of millions, and when they dictate that businesses can only operate at 50 percent capacity, they should lose 50 percent of their salary. Then we are all in this together. President Trump is not taking a salary. The private sector pays the salaries of state and federal workers and police, and they're all being fully paid. Yes, police that in some states give tickets for not wearing a mask are being fully paid also. The damned lie, we are all in this together, government shutting down business and jobs is never justified. Emails from uh, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Now, I mentioned several times during today's show, uh, this piece at Zero Hedge, Today that originally came from the website AmericanMind.org, uh, authored by Angelo Codvilla. Uh, it it uh, is an extensive and long article because it gives chapter and verse on the Chinese flu and, and what's going on. And it is posted on our Facebook page, has been since earlier this afternoon, but just a little bit from this. Panicked by fears... Manufactured by the ruling class, the American people assented to being put essentially under house arrest until further notice, effectively suspending the habits, preferences, and liberties that had defined our way of life. Most Americans have suffered economic damage. Many who do not enjoy protracted status have had careers ended and been reduced to uh, perjury. uh, I'm sorry, to uh, penury. Social strains and suicides multiplied, forcibly deferring all manner of medical care is sure to impose needless suffering and death. In some, the lockdowns, medical and economic dysfunctions make for multiples of the deaths and miseries of the COVID-19 virus itself. Bad judgments and usurpations, the scam, not the germs, define this disaster's dimensions. The COVID-19's devastating effect on the U.S. body politic is analogous to what diseases do to persons whom age and various disabilities and corruptions had already placed at death's slippery slope. What history will record in the great COVID-19 scam of 2020 is based on one... A set of untruths and baseless assertions, often outright lies, about the novel novel coronavirus and its effects. Number two, the production and maintenance of physical fear through a near monopoly of communications to forestall challenges to the U.S. ruling class led by the Democrat Party. And three, defaulted opposition on the part of most Republicans, thus confirming their status as the ruling class's junior partner. No default has been greater than that of America's Christian churches, supposedly society's guardians of truth. From early March, 2020 on, the best known authorities on epidemics, the World Health Organization and the Centers for Disease Control Prevented the COVID 19 respiratory disease, uh, presented it to the Western world as a danger equivalent to the plague. But China's experience, which its government uh, hid, had already shown that the COVID 19 virus is much less like the plague and much more like the flu. All that has happened since followed from falsifying this basic truth our best and brightest at first having minimized fears of person-to-person contagion during january and february during which the disease spread from china to the west then declared that the virus is unusually contagious and posited that it would uh, kill up to one in 20 persons it infected a five percent infection fatality rate Based on that imagined fatality rate, they adopted mathematical models from Britain and the University of Washington that predicted that up to 2 million Americans would die of it. The U.S. Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation modeled the authoritative predictions on which the U.S. lockdowns were based. Its model also predicted COVID-19 deaths for an unlocked down Sweden. On May 3rd, it wrote that as of May 14th, Sweden would suffer up to 2,800 daily deaths. The actual number? Under 40. Whether magnifying this falsehood was reckless or willful, it amounted to shouting fire in a crowded theater. What, what justifies listening to and paying people who do that kind of science. Establishing any infectious disease's true lethality is uh, characteristically straightforward. Test a large sample of the population proportionately, uh, representing location, age, sex, race, socioeconomic categories. Follow up with the subject a month later and add up the rate of infections and learn the results thereof. Period. Today, we still lack this definitive, direct knowledge of COVID's true lethality because bureaucrats have prevented widespread testing for the purpose of firmly establishing the one figure that matters most. That is because that figure's absence allows them to continue fear-mongering. In May, the CDC, uh, by then discredited professionally, though not, alas, in the mass media, was forced to conclude that the fatality rate, far from being, uh, sorry, far from uh, being circa 5%, was actually 0.26%, double that of the typical flu. The CDC was able to keep the estimate that high only by factoring in an unrealistically low figure for asymptomatic infections, never mind inflated figures for deaths. But the U.S. government, instead of amending its recommendations in the face of reality, tried to hide reality by playing a shell game with the definition and number of COVID cases. Now, this goes on. Uh, to follow through the, uh, precise timeline of what has happened since. Uh, but you get an idea of, uh, of what, uh, Mr. Code Vila, uh, is, is trying to get across here. And it is a piece that is well worth reading. And as I said, it is, uh, available on our website, uh, big pardon, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 1063 WORD. Uh, also in, uh, It's original incarnation at AmericanMind.org, and it's also available at Zero Hedge. So uh, wherever you find it, I suggest that you read it and share it. Quarter before seven here on The Bobby Mack Show. Take a quick break here. Oh, we still have to get to boneheads in the news for today. We'll do that to wrap things up next. Welcome back. 6.50 now, 10 before 7 in on my text line. Uh, Bobby, mislabeling the seeds is an easy way to bypass customs. This should be considered an act of war if these seeds are are found to be harmful. Uh, Bobby, is any U.S. lab testing these seeds to see what they actually are and what kind of threat they may pose? I am assuming, I hate to do that, but I am assuming that a bunch of these state ag departments are going to be looking into this. Okay, uh, before we go today, time for today's edition of uh, Singers. That's your cue. Boneheads in the news. Uh, you know, of course, the government uh, passed out a, a bunch of money to all kinds of businesses. Some of it was helpful. Some of it, eh, some people just can't resist taking advantage of the situation. Like a guy in Florida, been charged with fraud after he got million in PPP loans and used the money not to help his business, uh, but to help himself. Uh, He used at least part of the money to buy things like a brand new Lamborghini. Hey, congratulations. A sweet ride there, buddy. An Elvis impersonator in Norway broke a record. World record by singing Elvis songs for just under fifty one straight hours. Wanna hear him?
1: It's now or never. God.
0: Ah, uh, there you go. Broke the world record by singing Elvis songs for just under I, I didn't, you notice I didn't say he broke the record by singing them well. He <laughs> just, you know, you could do just as well, right? I was, that was uh, even, even for a Norwegian. That was <clears throat> not so good. Uh, Dozens of teens at a mini golf course in Memphis decided to trash the arcade after they claimed a machine, ate their money, and staff wouldn't give them a refund. They must have been watching video from Portland. (laughs) Huh. Showed up. Eh, they're minors, you know. Uh, meantime, uh, Western New York, an Amish guy was arrested after he drove his buggy drunk, uh, blew through a stop sign, and flipped it. Kind of reminded us of uh, Woody Harrelson in uh, Kingpin.
1: My chocolate, my beautiful chocolate.
0: No, no, that, that was not Woody Harrelson. Yours.
1: Such a loser.
0: You're that a works. bona fide schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, the late, great uh, Gene Wilder uh, before that from, of course, Charlie and the uh, Chocolate Factory. So there we go. There's... <laughs> that made it uh, interesting. Uh, that, is, uh, that is pretty much it for today. Thanks so much for being along. Greatly appreciate it. Tomorrow is the Hump Day edition of the Bobby Mac Show. Hope that you can uh, be along for that. Uh, right after El Rushbo, beginning at 3. So uh, stay cool, stay calm. See you back here tomorrow afternoon. Have a great Tuesday evening. God bless.
1: Who was that masked man anyways? Beats me. Who does? The masked man. The masked man beat you? Yep. I wonder who he was. Beats me. Who does? The masked man. The masked man beats you? Yep. I wonder how all this would sound on instant replay? I don't know. Why don't you try it? OK. Who was that masked man anyways? Beats me. Who does? The masked man. The masked man beat you? Yep. I wonder who he was. Beats me. Who does? The masked man. The masked man beats you? Yep. I wonder how all this would sound on instant replay? I don't know. Why don't you try it? OK.